0: Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 231 on Monday, the 21st of January, 2019. Hello, I'm Alan.
1: Hello, I'm Andrew. And this week we'll be talking about how Geely Hopes Chinese Lotus blossoms. We'll also be discussing how your workplace could start charging you to park there. And we see that even in the movies, flying car ideas don't pan out. But first, well, first of all, we need to say... uh, Apologies for the sound on Alan's end. He is yeah. basically in a square box that has no soft furnishings whatsoever. So it's going to be a, a smidgen echoey. Mm-hmm. And in the edit, I will stroke have reduced that down as much as I can.
0: <laughs> yeah, normally, there's, and the desk is super tight. So there's no room for a pillow or anything behind stuff. Yeah. And other such technical ways we use of suppressing noise. Yes,
1: <laughs> but we will crack on. Uh, And we will get straight into a very small bit of Dieselgate. Just when you think it was going to disappear, but no, four Audi managers have been indicted in the US. The US Department of Justice has uh, charged Richard Bowder, who is the former head of Audi's Diesel Engine Development Department, Axel Iser, who was the head, or who is the head of Audi's engine development division, or was sorry, Stefan. Until kn- twenty thirteen, he was yes, Stefan Knirsch, who succeeded Iser in twenty thirteen, and Carsten Nagel, Nagel, uh, who is the head of engine registration, and he quit as Audi's head of technical development in twenty sixteen. So those four men are in Germany and have been charged, but as we should remember germany does not have a direct extradition deal with the u.s so as with the other german nationals who have been indicted and have not been arrested yet except for oliver schmidt who for some reason went to america again this this, that's that's very murky i can't wait to read the memoir on that one especially as they're now trying to recoup money off him as we found out last week (laughs) Yeah. I think all NDAs have been broken at that point, <laughs> but there are several other Volkswagen Group people who are still being sought by U.S. authorities. But they if they stay in Germany; they're okay. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: no, no Disneyland trips. No, not Probably wise, not
1: wise. No, but there's, they're right. they're being charged with. Uh, let me just double check here. Uh, it's in this automotive U, uh, news. Europe article, it says multiple felonies, so which include conspiracy to defraud the US government, violation of the Clear Air Act, and wire fraud. So it's the, the same stuff that uh, Volkswagen was charged with.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just more targeted then.
1: Yes. They've, they feel there are some very specific people who are at fault for this. So here endeth the Dieselgate lesson.
0: Absolutely. And here continueth the whole Golden Gate, Nissan job. For want of a better term, I hate calling it Golden Gate, because that just just perpetuates it really. <laughs> Carlos Goen himself has said, look, whatever you need so that I can get bail, I'll do it. Uh, ankle tagging, uh, hiring, 24-hour guards, uh, just basically anything, I I will do it to get out of this, this detention center. So um, so he's he's basically said, look, just just please. Please, you know, if there's, if I'm not allowed here one place or another place, that's great. Not bothered at all. Even if it's like house arrest, then you know I will not break it because I want to appear in court, if only to defend myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's the first of these stories today, uh, but yeah, that that's. That's the outline of that particular. One. Yeah, we haven't heard.
1: We should, we could we could hear any time. We could hear actually between the time of us recording and this being published tomorrow morning. We could hear the response from the court on that. They're expecting a quite a rapid response to this. Yeah. Um, to be fair, so it'll be interesting yeah. to hear if he doesn't get it. The see the tone of particularly the Western press mm-hmm. on that because again, there's like the, it's talking about his harsh detention experience and all this sort of stuff as though he's the only one ever experiencing it
0: as well as that i think the frame the response to the french press will be interesting given the story that's following yes that's coming up in a couple uh yes i agree it's it's a it's a tricky one as i say he's offering all sorts of securities and basically anything they want just to try and show that he isn't—he isn't going to run
1: away. He isn't going to fiddle with anything. He just wants to be out of an environment he is not accustomed to. Understandably, yeah. Right. I wasn't sure whether to put this in follow-up under the Carlos Ghosn thing, but that's how it's been lumped in by some of the press. T- uh, Renault Sports Chief uh, Koskas—I
0: think. Do apologise. You would imagine that if you say it quickly, you'll be 90%
1: of the way there, yeah. Uh, Thierry Koskas has quit Renault Sport Racing and Jerome Stoll will carry on as president, even though he was due to, to uh, pass on this, uh, pass on the baton, but no details have been given as to why he's left, why he's quit all of a sudden, immediately, thank you very much, goodbye.
0: Seems very strange.
1: I think that's why it's all been lumped in with the going thing, because... There are these other executives who are resigning, going on leave, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it it may be tied up with all this. We don't we don't know yet, but we'll keep we'll keep an eye out for it.
0: The other one, and I've already hinted, I've already hinted uh, uh, something to do with with Nissan, Renault, and the French government, uh, and the French and the French government uh, a second or two ago. But uh, the other main one here is that, according to Nikkei Asian Review. To quote the headline, Paris tells Tokyo it wants Renault-Nissan integration. Now, you remember that way back at the start of this, uh, we ran through the complicated and circular nature of the ownership of Renault and Nissan. Uh, in the French government owns 15% of Renault, which in turn controls 43% of Nissan, whereas Nissan only holds 15%, and it's a non-voting stake in its French partner. So essentially, so the French government now who is the majority stakeholder, shareholder in Renault, is saying, no, we want you two to merge. Mm. Oh, and by the way, we have the right to appoint the next chairman of Nissan as well. Well, that's what that's what it's claimed. That's what's claimed, yes. That's what the Japanese
1: press claimed, because all the, these stories came from the Japanese press first, at which point the French government... Game we went, no, 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 that's, that's, we're not saying that. Not at all. No. Not with our friends in Nissan. We wouldn't. No. And then it's all been a lot of, if, if this is true, <laughs> there's been an awful lot of backpedalling going on in a very gracious, no, of course not. We wouldn't do it. our friends. No, we don't. We don't want to imply as though we're trying to come in here and take French, over. It's the language of diplomacy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but of course we would not go in and <laughs> say we would never do this uh, quick jean stop it, stop it, make it go faster <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this, this has been quite a messy one actually and this is going to get messier and what you were saying before about it would be interesting to see how the French press respond to whatever the outcome is of Gone's latest bail attempt uh, I think this will should we say, uh, tinge the way that they react to the whatever news they get.
0: I cannot believe that the French government will not be getting involved in some way, shape, or form. And there is a high likelihood in my mind that what is being reported is what they desire there. How's about that? Yes, I can understand that. And that's based on more than just reading these stories. That's based on s- stuff. Yeah. But
1: if if we go down the route of one of the original themes of this is supposed to have been coup and too much control from abroad, etc. etc. The fact that this information is given to Japanese press to shout up and down and tell the world about.
0: Well, there is an interesting point of this that when you look at who's who's got the byline on this, it's a it's it's chap called Togo Shiraishi. And he's the Nikkei Paris Bureau Chief. Hmm. So it's not someone in, in Tokyo, it's someone in Paris, Yeah, according to the, the byline anyway. Yep. Uh,
1: hopefully, this isn't going to start basically being between two countries.
0: It, it, it already is.
1: OK, right. Let's get on to new news. Move on. New news. And from a headline, the reality is actually quite positive. But the headline and the Automotive News are, uh, Europe article is geely plans china factory for lotus now when i first saw that i thought oh oh this is not the bright new future we were all promised and then i did the very rare thing of actually reading what the article said and it's not bad news
0: it's not bad news it's never going to be bad news sorry
1: no not at all this this is actually really good news because and it's not the best news it could have ever been but it is good news for lotus and for those of us who love lotus and that is that uh, Geely is going uh, has got an, is going to be opening a new factory, massive factory, uh, soon in uh, Wuhan City, and ah, yes, I know it well, sweet glamorous Wuhan City. <laughs> yes, and in there they are going to build some Lotus Lotus models, and because it's a brand new factory, they have the ability to put in equipment and lines for new models of which lotus do not already make so because it's a new factory it will have been i'm i'm guessing and i am presuming because most companies do this now if they're building a new plant it will have been designed in such a way that they can swap out plant very easily that's in inverted commas because you know relatively easily yeah. <laughs> for putting a new plant for different different models because there's talk of uh, suv because everybody has to have an suv mm-hmm. to help volume because geely wants lotus to be upmarket and they want them to have more volume so yeah. uh that that requires new models it requires an suv but this is going to work alongside the existing place in hethel so hethel Okay. will still be there hethel will still be the heartbeat of lotus and they will still be producing cars and they'll still be developing and they'll still be designing and all that sort of stuff so hethel is fine
0: all the automotive job sites are filled with lotus jobs mm-hmm. okay the first thing Geely have been doing is hiring talent you remember i was at that influx event yeah and Julian Thompson was speaking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And someone asked, you know, would, would you ever be tempted to go back to Lotus? And he said, well, seen as just about every employee of mine is coming past my office and telling me that Lotus are trying to headhunt them, I'm really quite offended that I haven't been approached <laughs> because they're trying to hire everyone. And he said that, and then somebody else the other day was talking about how the automotive job sites were just full of adverts for jobs at Lotus. So um, they are trying to hire. Hethel ain't going nowhere. And that's reassuring and good news. And
1: furthers our, it furthers our hope that we all had when
0: we heard that Geely bought Lotus. But They built a whole big new factory for the London Electric Vehicle Company in Coventry. Volvo's, the vast majority of Volvos are still built in, I'm going to say vast majority, that's probably brave. Many, many many (laughs) Volvo are still built in Sweden. You know, they've moved, they've they've duplicated some production and stuff in China and in the US now. Yeah. Past form means that I was never really that worried about that happening. Well, I wasn't
1: until I saw the headline, then I got a panic (laughs) until i read the article (laughs) until i read the article it's like oh it's okay it's okay (laughs) but it was it was a perfect it was a perfect story for which people could create wonderful clickbait
0: and amazingly well i haven't noticed any but i was kind of busy last week meanwhile at levc which i've already mentioned they have a new ceo to succeed a chap called Chris Gubby, who steps down at the end of next month. And LEVC have hired a former Audi executive called Jörg Hoffman. He's previously of General Motors and Audi, and he'll start on February the 4th. Mm-hmm. So, yep, and that's it on this article.
1: And good luck to them.
0: because yeah, super
1: sure. Because as you said, two or three weeks ago, there's a delay on them moving towards the light commercial vehicle, which was... I noticed a lot of people picked up last week. So um, mm. you'd spotted that early and uh, we were ahead of the curve. We're really behind it, to be honest. I know, but we were more ahead than others. <laughs> yes, well, these things happen. It's a bit more of good news, really, actually. it's yeah. been, We've been almost full of it for, for us. But it is congratulations.
0: <laughs> we were always full of it. Yeah.
1: Congratulations to Kia, who has now sold their one millionth car in britain the 1 millionth vehicle was sold by uh, a dealer in dunfermline after the first car was it was a oh, what was it the pride was first brought to britain in 1991
0: with white wall tires
1: yeah the old mazda 121 or something was it yeah it was a 121 yeah because even I, God, I remember that, yeah. And yes. And uh, so, I mean, that's fantastic because in not long, really, they have moved on significantly from the Pride.
0: Well, it did take a while. Yeah. You know, the Kia Schumer was not exactly a high point. In there.
1: No, but once they got momentum, they've... I mean, we now have the Stinger and we've got the GT line. Yeah. Their top of the range mm-hmm. spec is... Really, rather nice. I mean,
0: well, yeah, you had the Optima Sportline, didn't yeah, you? Yeah,
1: there's there's some manufacturers that could do with checking them out that maybe run electric vehicles and call mm-hmm. themselves luxury for what quality is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the exactly. interiors. So, I mean, well done everybody at Kia. That's that's that. I mean, that's that's a good news story because it would be interesting to look at a graph. Sorry, I'm waffling a little bit here, but it would be interesting to look at a graph at how hockey stick it is. You know what I mean, from, uh,
0: and now we go. (laughs) I think it'll be quite hockey stick is the answer. Mm. Yeah. 95,764 cars last year in the UK. And
1: considering that was not a good year last year for generally. No, generally not not great. Mm.
0: Oh, here you go. It took the firm 10 years to reach 50,000 sales, which now takes them just six months. Wow. Anyway, more on that in that motoring research article. Yes, absolutely. Come on, let's move on to the bad news now. It's not really bad news. It's really a it's a continuation of last week's. I'm amazed this isn't in follow up. To be honest, it's the do you remember how uh, last week I waffled for quite a long time about about the need the potential highly probable uh, need for international driving permits uh, if we in the UK are going to go and drive in uh, in Europe if there's no agreement about driving licenses and stuff. Well, the flip side of that is that uh, British expats uh, living within the EU, if there is no agreement that, okay, you can carry, you know, you can continue on your formerly British, British driving license and, uh, uh, and just swap it for a French or Spanish or German one, then you may well have to go and actually retake, many of these expats may have to go and retake their driving test. Uh, in france or spain or whatever which to be honest uh, once again it's to do with retaking driving tests and that's probably not such a bad thing no for a quality for a standard of um, for standard driving point of view it's probably not such a bad thing but there we go
1: yep true but also added to that another warning if there's the um, potential no deal is that people will need to get what is known as a green card for insurances?
0: Yeah, we did mention that. Did we mention that last no. week? I definitely meant to mention it last week. Yeah, you need to go and ask for a green card, just like the olden days, just like you did pre nineteen ninety two. But your insurance previously, your insurance company just sent you one in the post, really. Yeah. So it's, it's not a big deal. You can still get them right at the minute, and yeah, yeah.
1: So to so just
0: move on that if you need to do
1: it rather than get caught up. Yeah,
0: yeah. We'll see what happens. Yes. Right.
1: Now, uh, this, well, this is is news, but not news, if you see what I mean, because it's already happened. But the AA have mentioned about how more local councils are actually looking to follow Nottingham City Council's workplace parking levy, which they brought in in 2012, I believe. Yes, it was. Thank you. What it is... Is a, a company with in Nottingham. This is a company with eleven or more parking spaces. Is charged a levy of four hundred and fifteen pounds. I believe it is at the moment, and which is ring fenced and goes into enhancing local public transport in Nottingham. That's what. That's what it's. That's what it happens. And the idea is to cut pollution and congestion mm-hmm. because driving into Nottingham is not fun. Even with this, it's not fun. Now, it's raised something in the region of £9 million so far, and they have expanded their tram system on the back of it with the monies that have been raised. But other, uh, another uh, 10, at least 10 local councils are looking at this because, obviously, as we all know,
0: the... Uh, oh, look, Cambridge and Oxford are there. Mm, yes. The horrible, horrible cities. The lovers of the car. <laughs> Just horrible places to get to.
1: Well, thankfully, I don't have to, <laughs> never have. But they're, they're looking at different pricing schemes, uh, including t- between uh, £500, 750 and £1,000 are being assessed. They uh, think that this will be brought into place, talking of Hounslow, in 2020, and they think that there are 4,200 workplace parking spaces that would fall into this. And councils are saying, when they are doing this sort of investigation, that... Are they saying ka-ching? Well, yes, they are a lot. But they're saying companies are within their rights to pass this on to their own staff, rather than have to pay this bill themselves, as though to so- soften the blow. Because, you know, that that will make people really inclined to work for a company if they go, hi, yeah, we're just going to take money off you, actually, because we've got parking spaces. Do you know? Do you
0: know what really maddens me about this? and actually i'm i'm it's nice okay so the nottingham example is nice because they ring fenced the money and you say you know and you're saying that they've expanded the tram and they've done all that kind of good stuff using yep this money and that's and that by the way is great as far as i'm concerned that's that's how you do this
1: mm. if if you are putting a tax on for a very particular reason and you have to be also enhancing a system that gives people the opportunity to step away from being charged that tax
0: yeah and that's my thing it's is that that i, I think that, that that's really good that's that's admirable i don't have an issue with that what i have an issue with is this being more widely rolled out and that purpose being lost yes i mean i'm i'm here i'm i'm in recording this from switzerland and i was surprised and somewhat disappointed to be honest to discover that I needed to get a taxi from the airport into the middle of town tonight because I the, the buses were very far apart and I couldn't work out how to get the bus. Now, that in the UK is normal. I would never even consider it. But when you come here to the sort of nirvana of public transport... You mean where they've, where they've occasionally used joined-up thinking, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's Well, the... the the way they do it is they set the train timetable, and then everyone basically follows on from the train timetable because that's how they're going to get their customers. Yeah, uh-huh. so the train timetable comes first, and then every which is set nationally, and then everything else comes off that. Okay, I, I learn all sorts of ridiculous <laughs> stuff, but yes, um, so that's how it works here.
1: But we, could, but we can go back to what we've said when this the idea of London and the ULES. And that sort of stuff this is this is just if it is not ring fenced and even with it being ring fenced as well, this is a tax an extra tax on the motorists. they found a new and interesting way in which to gain money but
0: it's a tax and it's a tax that people can't get around no this this is my problem with it no
1: the, these it's like insurance where they put an extra tax on insurance we you tell us legally we have to have insurance, and then you tax us for having insurance that's perfectly fair obviously and there's nothing we can do about that you know it's the it's the unfairness of it and if the councils were also looking at i'll go back to them encouraging people to work from home encouraging companies to move out of city centers all these other ways to help reduce to help companies help their staff reduce any impact of such a thing on them Hmm then you could not exactly embrace it, but not be as against it as is the normal reaction. The motorist already feels put upon. We are already sitting here thinking, look at petrol prices, they're outrageous. We're being taxed to the hilt on it. The new car tax system is, or road tax system, is (laughs) appalling. If you're buying a new car, you you want us to buy new cars to keep people employed, and yet you completely ruin it for people to buy new cars it's just none of these systems are being thought together in any way and and it is just an, another theme of mine it's level one thinking and they are coming up with a solution to the one problem it's put in front of them without thinking or asking the question if we do that
0: what are the implications even more worrying than that it's kind of hard <laughs> i used to say to 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 do something really rubbish took took government to do something really, really stupid to local government although i 'm not quite sure how valid it is to be that way around anymore, but you know it's local government here, so it will get messed up sorry it, it just will I just don't trust local government to implement anything properly ever because they don't
1: and the annoying thing is is the core idea of trying to of trying to clear. Or reduce and clear air pollution and improve air quality and reduce congestion is a good thing and is something we should all be striving for. But let's have a conversation about it instead of just going,
0: oh, we've got this problem, charge people. That'll fix it. I I mentioned on Twitter earlier on that I got collared whilst I was waiting at the gate at Heathrow this morning for a survey about how I got to the airport Oh,
1: I thought you were joking about that. Sorry,
0: that was that was real. No, no, no. That was that was dead serious. <laughs> that was real. I, I got called about how did you get to the airport, and on the way through, it's like, well, you know, the chat was very pleasant, and it's like, well, how did you how did you get here today? Well, I came by car. I parked on the Heathrow car parks, et cetera. And uh, The question then uh, goes through and says, why did you not use the Heathrow Express? Because I wasn't coming from central London. If you're coming from central London, it makes perfect sense. Yes.
1: Mrs. Crack Windscreen uses it all the time and uh, tells me often of its superbness. So it must be good if she does.
0: (laughs) Well, this is true. But, you know, it's like, well, I would love to get public transport. I really would. But I don't want to pay £106 return to get from mine to central London and then a tube from... St Pancras to Paddington and then the Heathrow Express at 1750 or whatever it is each way to to get out to get out to, to Heathrow. It just doesn't financially, it doesn't make sense. It takes twice as long as driving, etc, etc, etc. And again, sorry, I'm going into a public transport round here, not because I don't like public transport, not because I think the car is king, but because actually I want better public transport so that I can drive and enjoy driving, not spend all my time sitting in 50 mile an hour zones on the M1 well yeah it,
1: it we sh- we should have we should have different modes of transport for different activities and they they should be in in a thought out system it's it's like we, what we've said about different powertrains at the moment they are different powertrains are suited for different activities in vehicles mm-hmm. And you just need to think about it a little bit and then you can work out which is best for you at, for the thing you want to do or you want to do the majority of the time. And that's why this, the unfortunate flat statements we get, which are ban all cars or, you know, all pu- all public transport is awful or, you know, what, the, these statements that we get and we see, particularly because it's emphasised by social media, it, it helps nobody we, because every Every one of these topics is grey. It's not black and white, it's grey. And there's different shades of grey depending on who you are and what you're trying to do. And we just... We, <laughs> I'm
0: going to say something.
1: Why can't we all just get along and talk to each other, please? Because then the world would be a better place. No,
0: you sound like me. You don't sound pathetic, you sound like but me. But that,
1: that's, what, that's what's got to happen or we're not going to get anywhere. Or what's going to, what is going to happen is stuff like this is where the vast majority of people's backs are put up And there's just more resentment and more anger at any ideas so that down the line, heaven forfend, a good idea comes along that's been thought through and actually meets the needs of people that people just turn around and go without looking at it and just go, well, that would be rubbish.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've already assumed that this is going to be done badly. There you go. Yes. I've just done that. Yeah. Anyway. Right, moving on. Volkswagen may offer Tesla-style deposits for the upcoming ID electric car according to Automotive News Europe and many other Many other news outlets. Essentially, Volkswagen brand sales chief uh, Jürgen Stackman has been saying that that the initial five to six month uh, ramp up of the ID, which is kind of a Golf ish size EV that's going to cost about the same as a Golf diesel, so that can be anywhere anywhere up to about forty grand, was saying that they're they're probably going to ask for a deposit of some form from uh, prospective buyers. To show that they 're serious, uh, everybody is equating this well, you laugh at that, but everybody's equating this to to of course Tesla and the Model Three and the you know you can put down 000, it's a thousand uh, dollars It's set up, which by the way is now changed. It was originally in a, a refundable thousand dollars it 's now a non refundable two and a half thousand dollars, and still no sight of a thirty five thousand dollar car if, mm. if only these people had mentioned that. <laughs> Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, but I don't see what the issue is here because that's what I did when I bought my car. What they're saying is to say, look, are you actually serious about this? Put down some money and you.
1: Yes, but yours was a real car.
0: This is a real car. It's also an ID.
1: Your, yours was a real car that had been out and uh, people had seen things and all the rest of it.
0: Wait a minute. Well, I'll tell you that you're wrong. Okay, Go on, then. you're wrong. At the point that I did that, the point that everybody else did that, it wasn't a real car. There were four prototypes, and there was one pretty car. Okay, that's all there was. Okay, that's all that was available. And still, for and you know, and we were asked to put mine down. And similarly for the Supra, you know. It, I said it's because I was discussing this over dinner the other night, um, as one does. <laughs> as one does, yes. No, but we were. I know, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But, but you know, you know what I mean. And many, many cars do this. And what they do, one of the reasons that people do it, and this was part of the discussion we're having, is to stop speculators and to stop people messing around and to find out actually, you know, how many people are really serious about this because loads of people can just put in a note of interest.
1: Well, there's been lots of studies. There's been there's there's been lots of studies done actually on the. You know, would you would you buy this product? Would you not buy this product? Are you interested in this product? And then when it comes to it and people go, Oh yes, I'm interested in this product, yes, I'd buy it. And then he goes, Right, well give us give us five dollars to show your interest. Oh well actually I'm not not that interested.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly what they're trying to avoid. They're trying to make sure that if there are cars ordered, then they go to the people who are interested in it. And also it's a great gauge when they get when they're ramping this up, when they're working out, just what the production levels need to be. So, do you know what? It makes an awful lot of sense. And they're saying that, you know, they've done it loads of times in Norway and Holland, and people actually want it because they want, they they say that it's, well, according to Volkswagen, people want it. Let's let's take a small pinch of salt along with that. But, you know, it's not, just because we don't necessarily do it in the UK doesn't mean other other countries don't do it. And it's, I mean, they said, I mean, someone said the deposit will not be a large amount of money. But it will be more than the customer just saying "keep me informed." I don't have an issue with that. I don't have a problem with that. I don't know. You know, I have an issue with Tesla doing it and keeping the money for years and never actually giving you the ruddy car, so to speak. This side of the lawyers, but I'm yet
1: to be convinced. I, 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 I hear what you've said, and that's that was interesting to know. And I'm glad you straightened me out on that because I, I wasn't aware of that. So I'm, I'm glad that my. Immediate assumption was incorrect because otherwise I keep perpetuating that myth. Mm-hmm. But
0: I, mm, th- this just doesn't feel right to me. I don't have an issue with this at all. Okay. Sorry, I, I, I just don't. It's, it's a, it's a, there's a risk involved in doing this for Volkswagen. There's a risk of not doing it. There's a huge risk of not doing it. They just they can't, they can't not do it.
1: There's, there's a massive, if they do not move to electric, well, they're in trouble in America, <laughs> that's for sure, because part, exactly. part of their agreement deal is, oh, and by the
0: way, we're bringing a shed load of electric cars to you. <laughs> but you've got to, but so, you know what, as a result, they want to make sure that the, the ones that come over are, are sold.
1: Thank you. Thank you for discussing that, because I'm, I, I hear what you're saying, and I understand it now. I understand that better. I'm, I'm still mm-hmm. not convinced, but we'll see. We'll see. What you've told me makes perfect sense,
0: though. Can I have that in writing, please?
1: In this instance.
0: So, okay. So we're over halfway through. This is this is one of these shows, by the way. When Andrew and I at the start said it's going to be a short and quick one tonight, uh, and and it's not. Um, however, it, we have finally reached guilt minute. Uh, So that's a point in the show. I'm going to remind you to think about and consider just what the work that we do uh, providing content is worth to you. If you feel that it is worth a small consideration of your hard-earned cash, then please do head to motionpodcast.com. Click on the orange, become a patron button uh, there on the front page. And of course, if you're already a patron, and many of you are, then thank you so very much. Uh, We understand that everyone has the possibility to do this. Uh, so please don't forget to like, rate, leave feedback and tell a friend for uh, the podcast player of your choice. We also, by the way, still have stickers. They still exist, everyone. Don't forget about them. Motoringpodcast.com slash merch for the stickers. Um, if for some reason, of course, you don't actually subscribe to the show, then how's about doing so? Uh, that'd be great. That'll mean that our next piece of wonderful content... Uh, or, whatever we produce next uh, will come straight through to your podcast playing platform of choice, which is cool. Yep, there we go. Yes, Formula E. Quick one, uh, Formula E. Uh, Formula E is in Santiago in Chile this weekend, which is going to be interesting because, of course, the air is so much thinner up there, and that means that when it goes into the cylinders of the engine, it's not as bad. Pa- oh, no, hang on,
1: yeah, change the engine note, note, and everything.
0: Yeah, big big change in engine, though, because of that. Uh, now, seriously, Formula E is in Santiago, in Chile, this weekend, so you'll be able to watch it via all the media. Yes. And if you go to Formula, to FIA Formula E.com, yes, to FIAformulaE.com, search for Formula E, and then on there, there's a how to watch, and it tells you all the different ways of watching it in the UK. It does, and the fan boosts
1: tweets are being thrown around liberally at the moment, so they've started that. Mm. Cool.
0: But, but if someone else is this weekend, yes, completely opposite end of the spectrum. WRC
1: is back. And as Yay. ever, starting at Monte Carlo, thankfully. So that's that's going to be good news. Red Bull TV is a great place for that. It might I, I don't know yet, but it might be on Eurosport. I am not sure whether Channel 5 have still got the highlights package yet either. I haven't been able to find that out. Uh, but as soon as I know, I will tweet noise about that and let you know where you can watch it. But uh, Red Bull TV Online is a great place to catch up. They did they do a really, like, an hour-long package the next day and stuff like that, so that's good.
0: Yeah, and if you've got an Apple TV, then you get that there and watch it in full-screen mm. quality.
1: Stuff. Yeah, it's also on things like Xbox and stuff like that. They've got they've got Stick apps. Stick stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: cool. But of,
1: of note, though, uh, Citroen's new boss has said that now they've signed Ogier, they must win. Considering how... Their car struggled, I think I'll I'll put in inverted commas, last year. No pressure, chaps. Off you go. (laughs)
0: Uh, uh, Hyundai are saying similar, so both teams can't do it.
1: Hyundai Uh, need to win something. They really do. Yeah, they do. They've spent, as we said the other week, they've spent a lot of money for several years now, Mm -hmm. and they haven't got the return they perhaps wanted. No. Anyway, consumer advice, Alan. Rare consumer advice
0: from us. Oh, consumer advice. Okay, it's a lunchtime read, and to be honest, if you can manage this over lunchtime, good luck to you. Uh, Car Magazine have put out a very, quite long, quite comprehensive article uh, about road tax, which is, it's as thrilling as you'd expect, given that it's about 2019 UK road tax bans, but it's worth digging through to try and work out just what your your taxation is going to be for the next year. And particularly if you're going to buy a new car. Yeah. Because it's horrible. Sorry. It's so complicated. Well I,
1: I threw this in because I saw over the weekend that I think it was the Motor Trade podcast or whatever that's called. It might be actually just Motor Trade Podcast. So apologies for that. But I noticed that they were talking about it and how they are finding people Get so far down the route of buying a nearly new car, and then it's pointed out, by the way, your road tax is going to be this for the next four years as well. And they go, What? Okay, walk away, step away, because this is it's almost like a hidden cost that then people are not expecting because they're not they're still not aware of how this goes on for five years, particularly if it's a jealousy tax as well.
0: The jealousy tax is horrible, yeah. So, for example, if I take my car. Which the GRMN, which emits exactly 170 grams uh, of CO2 per Mm kilometre, which conveniently saves me 300 pounds. Yes, exactly because that's on a threshold. Then last year it cost me 500 pounds in road tax when I got it. This year, because it costs less than 40,000 pounds, it will cost me 140 pounds in vehicle excise duty at the standard rate. Yep. However, if it cost more than 40,000 pounds, it would cost me 450 pounds. Yes. And if it was 100 about the thing is, if it cost me 171 grams, if it was 171 grams, it would have cost me 800 pounds last year but the same 140 this year.
1: Yes. That's where it's just it's just nuts. It's just no I mean, no one it's no one has said Actually, this is a good model they've brought in.
0: And then, of course, there's the whole bunch which were registered between the 31st of Mar- uh, the 1st of March and the 1st of April last year, mm-hmm. which sit in a weird grey zone mm-hmm. because registration goes to one year and that goes from one point in the year and then taxation, then the, the tax year in the UK goes from 1st of April or 4th of April if you're being really anal but 1st of April to 1st of April, and it's just it's just a horrible, horrible mess. Huh. Read it yourself. Yes. It's a good article, otherwise we wouldn't have linked to no. it, but goodness me, it makes your brain hurt, and I've had a very long day, so yep. I, I kind of gave up halfway through my dinner. No, no, it is worth reading.
1: And Like I say, included it because I could see lots of people were still either unaware or confused or whatever, so this is our, our effort for consumer journalism. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's that time of the year where SMMT tell us what was the favourite colour of the car last year, 2018. And this is where we get into a bit of a, I've noticed on online, a bit of an argument about colours. Because the number one colour was grey.
0: Yeah, but is that not silver? Is silver not grey or grey not silver?
1: And the number six colour was silver. And there was lots of discussions on whether this was a blue dress or a white dress or something along those I lines. honestly
0: don't <laughs> care. They're very, very dull. Buy more colourful cars, people.
1: Yes, so number one was grey, number two black, number three white. Oh, God. Number four blue, that's thankfully. Five was red, six was silver, seven was orange. That's an yeah. awful lot of...
0: But it's only 1.1% market share by the time you're at number seven. Yeah. Uh, Silver was 9.3% market share. Orange was 1%. Then eight was green.
1: We need more green cars. Nine was bronze. So that's brown. Uh, And 10 was beige. I don't think I've... Which is also brown. I don't think... I was going to say, if it was a light beige. I haven't seen a light beige anywhere. But uh, there we go. So once again, we have virtually the monochromes.
0: And again, in the top 10, so cue up the uh, silent swinging symbol, everyone. Um, the top 10, the favorite colors of the top 10 were the Kia Sportage's white, which isn't a surprise because you only ever see them in white. A Ford Kugos gray, Mercedes A-Class in black, MINI in gray, Polo in black. Sticking out like an interesting thumb was the Ford Focus in blue. Kashkai uh, in black, Corsa in gray, Golf in gray. And the Fiesta in green. Can you imagine? It? There is nothing duller than a grey Volkswagen Golf. I'm sorry, it's just like
1: no, we need we need more Mazepam. green. There's, there's been some the there's been some wonderful green on show cars. Uh, mm. and so let's let's all go out and buy them because they look fab.
0: Yeah, please. But the trouble is, of course, there's always a there's always a colour tax on them, and then um, people go, "Oh, yeah, I'd really love that." It's the It's the money thing that we talked about earlier. Oh yeah, I'd really like that color, but then I might lose out in resale, so I'll just go for silver. Mm. Just oh come on, take take. Life's too short for boring cars, everyone. We're talking of non-boring, <laughs> non-boring cars. Uh, this week's sound finally is hilarious. Actually, that's what it is. <laughs> well, it's from the Hollywood Reporter, which is which is not a source, which is one of our usual sources of information. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is all about Blade Runner 2049. Uh, well, the studio make, that made Blade Runner 2049 is about to sue Peugeot. And the reason they're about to sue Peugeot is that Peugeot signed a deal to with them, which in return for 12 seconds of screen time, of obvious 12 seconds screen time for the Peugeot brand and logo, then they would spend, then they would they would pay uh, Five hundred thousand dollars into Alcon Entertainment, uh, and they would guarantee a media spend of thirty million dollars. Thirty million. Thirty million dollars, supposedly. Now that's a lot of posters. Now, obviously, for twelve seconds of screen time, that's quite a bill. Per, yeah, you know that makes that makes Instagram post the price of Instagram posts seem reasonable. Uh, we are totally available for sponsored Instagram posts, by the way. <laughs> Anytime. At 30 million, we are. <laughs> At 30 million we dollars, we can mount you on hell of an Instagram campaign, folks. Um, yeah, but... we're, we're not
1: too expensive. We can do it for 15 million. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's, those of you that have sheets of paper with numbers on from us, that's a bargain. Yes. Um, so, yes, so there was meant to be this, this flying. Sp- Car spinner thing for a character called K. I've not seen it, but then neither has anyone else. So what what uh, what Alcon are, are suing is they they're saying that essentially they could have taken in significantly more from the box office. They took in two hundred and sixty million, by the way, dollars. They're saying that had there been lots of commercials from Peugeot involving flying cars, then they would have taken in another. Where is it? I thought there was an amount in here. I've seen it before. They would have taken in significantly more in the uh, at the box office, uh, and this is all Peugeot's fault. And so Peugeot is um, they're suing the socks off of Peugeot.
1: Yeah, but Peugeot is supposed to have refused final sign off on this long form agreement and denied coming to any deal in principle, including the co promotional aspect. But but Alcon are saying, oh, they've acted in bad faith, so they're naughty. This sounds like a load of tosh to me, but there we are.
0: It does. It does. You can read the entire agreement and the entire complaint. It's 132 pages long uh, via a link from that. You can read the entire complaint, which is 132 pages long, uh, via a link from within that Hollywood Reporter story, which in turn will be linked from our show notes. Everybody's getting the clicks tonight.
1: Yep. We're spreading the love.
0: Mm, A lot. Which rounds us off for this week, I think. It does. Some parish notes. Oh, yes. uh, There's been a special edition all about the Alpha Julia, Mm -hmm. which is worth a listen. I need to re-listen to it, actually because I enjoyed recording it, so it's it's a good one. And I've done two little videos. I've done five minutes of video in total. Uh, no, so you've released five the... minutes of video. You've done a bit more than that. Yes, I've done a lot more than that.
1: But what are they on, Alan?
0: There's one on the GRMN, take a drink now. And? And the other one is a quick summary of the new fifth generation RAV4 that I was at the launch of last week.
1: Take a drink, it's a Toyota.
0: <sighs> yes, there we go. Um, there will be a rear view on Friday, there will. which is good. Nice to see rear view back. Yeah. And that pretty much does the parish notes. Oh, I nurse am, nurse I nurse am somewhere
1: day. tomorrow night, so keep an eye on the social medias. Oh, yeah,
0: he's being an influencer tomorrow night. Is, <laughs> there is literally no <laughs> such thing as a free dinner. Uh, so in order to get a free dinner at the Dorchester. Grosvenor. Tomorrow night. and uh, Is it the Grosvenor? Yeah. And the What Car Awards. I might as well plug them all here as mm-hmm. well, man. And we've got to talk about it next week too. Yes. Um, then then he will be, I have given him the Instagram password, everyone. So I'm really sorry, whatever's going to happen. It'll be pictures of people on the streets getting in his way. It'll my be My feet. <laughs> <laughs> feet. Inside
1: of my pocket as I've taken a picture of that, something
0: like that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> whoever it is, whose table he's on winning an award uh, and stuff. So... Um, so yes, uh do keep an eye out on the social medias tomorrow night. If nothing else, we can barrack him for being an influencer.
1: Yes. And if you're actually going to the uh What Car Awards, please do come and say hello. Because so I'll be I'll be yeah, the, the chap standing in the corner looking all ooh.
0: Looking like a grumpy cat weasel.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my new tagline.
0: <laughs> I thought that was quite good actually. Come on, let's go. Leave the people yes, in peace. Sonia, we'll be back next next week, and next week we'll be on the the, the correct cycle. Yes. So we'll be recording on Tuesday, releasing on Wednesday. And don't forget, to now and then you can give us any feedback and share your thoughts. Show our Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com the hub of all our activities. Uh, Don't forget about patron people, available at motoringpodcast.com slash support. Please do leave reviews, ratings, whatever, via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whichever podcast app you use, because it really actually does matter. Andrew, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and be mildly abusive?
1: Best way to get in touch with me without the abuse is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you will find me there. And Alan, if people want to get in touch with you and perhaps plead to stop re- releasing more and more Toyota content because their livers can't take it, what's the best way for them to do
0: that? I promise there'll be a break in the Toyota content for a while. It's just coincidence. Twitter, as ever, at AJP Bradley. As I say, we'll be back next week, but until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.